Welcome to episode number 312, Chase Your Dream. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose, Gabe, Josh, Ian, and Rex. Chase your dreams. In this episode, we have special guests, Kyle Curry, Josh Farley, Ian Dixon, Rex Zeka. We cover topics that range from entrepreneurship, marketing, personal development, Airbnb, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Cora Harris and Conrad Hilton. Guys, if you're new, thank you for listening. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. All right, so Kyle, I'm going to start with you because you were featured in episode 154 with us. Uh, about maybe a little over three years ago. Um, so uh, for those of us who do not know who you are, let us know. Yeah, so I'm Kyle Curry. I originate from Butts County, currently live in Maryland now, but uh, we are Real Life Monopoly. Uh, we invest in real estate, flip houses, have short-term rentals, stuff like that. So Awesome. And Ian? Yeah, I'm uh, from Bucks County as well, still currently in Bucks County. I uh, have been in real estate for the past, I want to say, three, four years. When did I get my license? Three years. Um, so I've been on the retail side, and I just recently got into the investment side with both of these guys. Awesome. All right, Josh, and you? Uh, my name is Josh Farley. I'm 25 from Bucks County. I uh, got into real estate about four years ago. Um, do a few different things inside the real estate market as far as uh, I'm a realtor as well. Uh, so I handle retail sides, buying and selling houses. And then we also got into the short term and long term investment strategies. You know, we're out here flipping houses. We have some short term Airbnbs. Um, we also have a clothing line and kind of like a personal brand. Yeah. As, as you guys seen, Real Life Monopoly, um, the RLM company. And we recently just started an in house construction company to run all of our. Uh, in-house construction projects so you know we got a few things going on i love it all right so let's start from the beginning how did uh how did you guys all make the connection did you go to high school together did you meet up somewhere are you guys best friends are you so that's that's crazy question josh and i actually went to high school together and we disconnected after high school for a while um i actually chartered a fishing trip with my dad and just thought to reach out to him to come join. Yeah. So he came down to Maryland. We went on a boat, um, went fishing, and just started talking about real estate and different avenues that we can get into business-wise and just kind of hit the ground running. Yeah, I love it. That was literally uh, last August, which is crazy. Wow. So, uh, like, in wow. a year span, you know, going from we weren't talking at all, just, you know, separated lives. He was doing his thing. I was doing mine to uh, – reconnecting and then just like full send into everything yeah it's crazy to see you know where we're at now like we literally just talked about that the other day the the memory on instagram popped up and i was like bro we literally were on a boat a year ago like this is insane how we uh all connected like that but yeah so josh and i were actually at separate brokerages uh to begin with on the retail side and he reached out to me and just um wanted to let me know like what was going on with what he's got going on um 
there was talks about starting a team and stuff and yeah. just you know he sees what i'm doing i see what he's doing so i joined his brokerage um ooh, when was that Two may years of 2020 something like that yeah um but we've just been rocking on the real estate retail side since then actually me and him got into the airbnb arbitrage method um on ourselves after they went on their fishing trip they connected kyle wanted in and we just kind of worked it out from there i love it all right so let's just jump right into uh airbnb i already i already heard a key word that i i feel like came up on several uh programs that i've seen in the past mm. airbnb arbitrage so explain a little bit about what exactly you all do um and then maybe some techniques or methods that you're using uh, just ref like in the arbitrage space. Sure. So as far as arbitrage in Airbnb, it's like kind of a buzzword that's been going around. Yeah. People got into it because they heard you can, you know, rent other people's property on Airbnb without actually owning it. So it's like a low barrier to entry as far as capital uh, and you know back end things like that, credit, whatever. So arbitrage is basically where you rent an apartment building or a house or something like that. And then you get a permission from the owner of that building to sublease mm. on Airbnb. So, you know, you're paying your first last security. Benefits to it is something breaks as far as, you know, appliances, HVAC, things like that. I don't have to fix it. Yeah. I call my mm. landlord. Um, cons to it, you know, you're not building equity in the property. Sure. But what we're using this for um, is to fund our other ventures. So we take the profits from our Airbnb and re reinvest everything to get to that next level. So we took, you know, something that we don't own, bring cash flow in from it to invest into assets that we now own. Um, but yeah, the basics of arbitration is, you know, using someone else's property with their permission to sublease onto Airbnb or Verbo platforms. I love it. So, so how do you guys uh, select the properties that you want to? Uh yeah, so uh, Josh looks at various things in the city. Um, uh, basically, everything we own uh, is in Northern Liberties, but there's a lot of popping things around there, like the casino, the Fillmore, uh, places like that. So the market's there, and then we calculate, all right, what's the rent going to cost per day at 70% occupancy? How, how much do we have to charge, and does that make sense in that market? Are there other people charging this rate? Is it going to be profitable? And we crunch the numbers that way and decide whether it's going to be a good deal or not. Yeah, essentially, um, you just want to look for things to do around your market. Okay. Uh, <laughs> concerts, uh, concerts are a big one. We're right by the Fillmore, so that's, that's probably our main um, attraction. We get, I want to say it's like 70% of people that book are for the Fillmore. Um, if you're near sports venues, nice restaurants, fun bars, that kind of stuff. So you just want to be around entertainment. That it's, makes total sense. Yeah, good. Something else that was like a key for us when we were looking, uh, I see a lot of people try and go after like a single family house or something like that. When we're looking, we literally look for one bedrooms or studios. I mean, this isn't going to go for everybody's market, sure. but for Philadelphia, mm -hmm. if you know anything about Philadelphia, Philly fans, they party hard, they trash places, things like mm -hmm. that. So, you know, we try and minimize that by having a smaller space. So okay. you get the business professional that's staying over for work. You get, you know, a couple going out for a date night, things like that. Instead of having, you know, a three bedroom house where you could throw a banger, we try and avoid all that. So we yeah. really look for luxury, new construction, one bedroom apartments or condos with like roof decks, things like that. Hmm. So we, we try and found, or we like found a niche that we know that works and we're just gonna keep running with that same 
plan instead of you know trying to venture out and do the big houses and things like that so how does the conversation go with the owner <laughs> so running, very interested in hearing that running it back before i actually got involved uh with josh and ian on the airbnb side they leased their first unit in uh just a personal lease yeah and put on airbnb it was what two weeks before you guys got yeah, the two, eviction notice yeah, we got evicted in two weeks <laughs> so, oh, no. yep. so but but Josh spun it, right? So he pitched the whole concept to the guy that was running the property, the, the building manager, I guess, um, and basically mitigated a lot of his risk and answered a lot of questions. And the guy actually allowed them to stay. Um, and over the past year or so, we've developed such a good relationship with him that he offers us units now before they actually go into the market. Wow. Yeah, we, awesome. got, we got that insider hookup. Um, so there was actually somebody else in our building that was airbnb as well. Um, this was post-date after they, you know, kicked us out and everything. Um, touch on that. The reason they kicked us out, me and Ian weren't, you know, being careful. Mm. We, we got a booking. We were like, yes, money. Click. Yes, you can stay there. Now, when we get bookings, they're not instant book. We review these people. We check all of their stats. You know, where are you from? How many reviews do you have? How old are you? You mm. know, everything like that. Um, so, you know, someone threw a banger in our one bedroom that we were trying to avoid <laughs> and they, uh, the owner of the building found out, whatever, got a complaint, called me, told us, yo, you got to get out. As Kyle said, we spun it, got him to let us stay, got a commercial lease, everything like that to separate it from our personal names. Um, but then someone else came in, started Airbnb in there and, you know, just, it just goes to show you how important that relationship is and being, you know, a stand up guy on your word. I, that's part of the reason I'm partners with these guys because we all have the same values as far as how we're going to carry ourselves in business and make sure that it's a win-win for yeah. everybody. Because if it's a win for us and not for them, I don't want to do the deal. Yeah. Um, and they basically told him he couldn't renew. Wow. So we're taking his units right now. Wow. We're in the process of doing that. So that's kind of, it, it just all falls back to, you know, making sure that you're a solid business dude and you're going to respect everybody's, you know, values in the business transaction that everybody's going to make a win. When when you pitched the concept to Jack, um, how did you approach him about it? What were the three things? So um, when when the owner called me, I actually I, I got the phone call. I didn't have his number saved. It was a Miami number. I was like, who is this? I answered the phone. I'm like, hello. He's like, is this Josh? I'm like, yeah. Who's this? He's like, it's Jack, the owner of the building you're in. And I was like, <laughs> what's up, man? How are you? He's like, uh, not good. You got to get out. I found out your Airbnb in my building, you know, yada, yada, yada. Like you guys are evicted. I said, when do I have to be out by? He's like, like today, like you're mm. done. And I like stuttered. I was like, uh, I'm going through a tunnel. Click. And I hung up on him yeah. <laughs> and I, I called Ian and I was like, yo, we're getting evicted. Like, I don't know what to do. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to call him back and I'm just going to pitch him and see how it goes. Yeah. And he's like, all right, dude, call me. Let me know. Yeah. So I called him back. I was like, Hey Jack, you know, I apologize. Uh, I just want to chat with you, you know, figure out how we can come to an agreement here. He's like, what kind of agreement? Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, you got to get out. I was like, no, no, no. Like I want to stay. And he was yeah. like, what do you mean you want to stay? Like, this isn't going to fly. And I was like, listen, Jack, I'm a landlord. You're a landlord. I have things I want. I know you have things you want. Yeah. What are the things that you want? Yeah. And he's like, well, what are you talking about? I was like, well, personally, I want my, my rent paid on time. Yeah. I want a clean building. I want my tenants to take care of my place. Yeah. And I want them to stay for a long time. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, well, I was like, okay, so we have a cleaner in here every couple of days, you know, every single turnover, turning over this property. I said, you've seen our unit. It's probably the nicest in your building, right? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I mean, it looks really good. You guys did a nice job. I was like, yeah, so, you know, we're gonna maintain that because yeah. just like you going to rent a unit out, 
it needs to be perfect for your next tenant, right? Yeah, well, that makes sense. Okay, well, we have a new tenant every other day. Yeah. So it has to be perfect every other day. Yeah. A normal person living in their house, you know, they get wear and tear. They, mm. You know, things go unkept. You know, you don't, you're not cleaning your apartment every day. People don't do that. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, that's a good point. And I was like, also, you can use our professional pictures if you need to market any of your other properties. I'm like, I have no problem doing that. We can send them to you. And on top of that, I'm always going to pay my rent on time because I want you to like me. Yeah. Like, mm. I don't want an issue here. Yeah. And if we're making money, I'm not ever going to leave. Right. So if you want to send me a two-year lease, like, we can do that. Yeah. He wouldn't do that because he wanted to raise our rent in a year, which yeah. he did. But now we're getting 18-month <laughs> leases. Like, he's giving us longer leases. You yeah. know, we're getting a little bit more of the slack on there. So, you know, I think as things go on, we could probably lock that back a little bit. But those were the three things we touched on. And once he saw my side of it, yeah. he was like, let me talk to my other partners. I'll come back to you. He came back to me. He's like, sold. Hmm. I was like, cool, let's wow. do it. Wow. So that just goes to show, you know, don't always look at the first thing and think, you know, I need to give up. Like yeah, I, have, right. I have a mentality that I can't lose. Yeah. So I'm going to win somehow. It just, I got to figure it out. And, you know, we figured it out. So we, I hold a lot of events and I always say after every event, I'm like, I learned something from every event. It doesn't, been doing it for years. And if there's one thing I always learn. In listening to that story, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, obviously, Landlord Jack uh, learned one or two things and his partners probably. What is one thing, one or two things that you all learned from that moving forward when you're expanding? Is that a conversation maybe you should have up front with landlords? Being proactive. Yeah, absolutely. Being more proactive about it, explaining what we're going to do. Because um, if they're not about it. Yeah. And I mean, move on, find the next person. For me, it's like I always realize that re relationships are a major key in life and it's a building block to success. And this just kind of solidified it yeah. because building that relationship and keeping that open line of communication, like I said, we just signed up two more units and we're moving forward with the same building that we're already having success in. So if something's not broke, don't fix it. So we're just building on top of that to get more cash flow and it's a no brainer. So explain a little bit for the folks listening don't fully understand Airbnb or Verbo. What what is their their cut? What is the benefit of going through them? Just a couple of the basics. Yeah, good question. Um, I mean, they don't take as much as you would think. Yeah. You still you still make your good amount of money on it. I think the the benefit of being on these platforms is their super host status um, or premier host status kind of benefits you get from them. Which is, so explain that. So uh, on Verbo, you get uh, it's called Premier Host, and the benefit from that is you get to get something called uh, power ups. Okay. Which in turn you can choose a week where typically maybe your listing is doing a little slower than than normal or slower than you want it to. Yeah. And you can pick a week and use these power ups to place your ranking higher and like above all other um, listings on Verbo. So you actually see it. So I, I played around with it the other day and we went from 250 to like top 10. Wow. In, in one of the weeks. So wow. that's a huge benefit <laughs> of Verbo. Um, Airbnb, I'm not going to lie. They're, they're a lot more pro guest than pro host, okay. which kind of sucks. But they, they do take care of you. If something, uh, something goes wrong, you can file a claim and most of the time they'll still they'll pay you out for whatever happened. and. That kind of thing. So have you guys ran into any issues with their sites and uh, maybe um, like advertising or your, your listings maybe listed incorrectly or you manage that? Like is it information so you it, share or is it 
And yeah, no, you, you do it? it all yourself, okay. yeah, and you post it yourself. So okay. I haven't had really any, any issues with that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Do you, do you think we had any issues with Verbo Airbnb? No, so it, it's a pretty detailed setup. So as you're setting up the listing, we always get our units professionally photographed because um, they have an algorithm. It's like AI uh, where they list those units higher in the rankings. So um, you start there, and then they give you prompts of how to fill out the information about your unit. Like you have to select the amenities that are in the building, what you're offering, whether you have soap, shampoo, conditioner, stuff like that. So they make it really easy for the host to um, to list the unit. And I think that the major thing about Airbnb and stuff like that is it, it mitigates risk not only for us but for the tenant as well. Yeah. Um, so they have peace of mind that Airbnb will step in to get their money back if like we don't perform accordingly. And then we are also protected, whereas though if they break something, um, th their insurance will cover us if the, the guests uh, refuse okay. to pay as well. So it's real real big on risk mitigation. So do you have a single listing? You have them listed on both Verbo and Airbnb? Correct. So how do you take care of that? Like, So if someone only uses Air, uh, Verbo right. and so, books it. So the cool thing is there's an app called Hospitable. Um, These guys are dropping gems. It right used <laughs> to be called... Smart B&B, I believe. Um, anyways, it's called yeah. Hospitable now, where it links all your calendars together. Mm. So it. if someone books on Verbo, love it automatically blocks off on Airbnb, vice versa, and you, you know, can, something. I'm like, there has to be yeah. The yeah. cool it's thing awesome. about this as well is you can set up um, custom, like automatic messages. So once someone books, a message goes out: Hey, thanks for booking. Uh, blah blah blah. When someone's about to check in, hey, here's your check-in instructions. Check out, so on and so forth. And they're all personalized. So. When the messages go out, they don't think they're talking to a robot. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it has their name, everything like that. And sometimes when they say certain things like, hey, where's the Wi-Fi code? Because people don't like to read. Um, it automatically gets sent out to them without yeah. us even having to do anything. It's mm -hmm. like a smart text and it just goes. Um, and then something you were saying, you're like, what's the benefit, you know, to, to using Airbnb and Verbo versus, you know, just renting it out mm -hmm. long term? So... A typical person, when they're going to buy a rental property, they have a goal in mind per door. So if you have a single family, you know, you have one door, duplex, two doors. So they're trying to get a dollar value per door profit. Most people are looking for three to $400, right? On Airbnb, we can get anywhere from, like we've had months where we're doing, you know, a thousand profit per month. Some months we're doing 2,500 profit per month, depending wow. on the peak season. Yeah. So that's off one unit. You know, you look at the scalability of it, it's easy to scale. Um, and you're also, you know, since you're risking not gaining equity in a property, if you're arbitraging it, mm -hmm. you look at that cash flow and be like, all right, you know, it makes sense in this value. Yeah. But I, I also see a lot of people that get into the business, take the money and go buy Rolex versus, yeah. you know, taking that money, reinvesting it to do something else. Because at some point, my personal opinion, I think, you know, short term rental business is great. But at some point you're like, you know what? This isn't as hands off as I want it to be. Yeah. But I didn't take my money and put it into anything else. So now I, I have no choice. I have to grind again. Right, 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 so right. There's no sense in grinding for 10, 15 years to build something and then having nothing left at the end. Yeah. So I just think the the core benefit to Airbnb, in my opinion, is you get that massive cash flow per each unit versus, you know, just getting your regular three, four hundred dollars. I love it. And what's great about that cash flow as well, too, is if you have it set up right with your business bank account and stuff like that, you can actually leverage that to get business funding because they see all the cash flowing through your mm. account that's all automated. So you can leverage business credit to get involved in other things and to expand as well. 
That's awesome. So talk a little bit about um, a lot of businesses, not a lot of business, most businesses talk about uh, reoccurring uh, business, right? So explain a little bit about, do you guys do anything to reach back out to former renters or uh, anything like that? Do you market to them like, hey, uh, we'll give you a deal or something like that? We actually, we just started talking about this internally because something happened recently. Josh's Instagram account um, actually just got deleted at 14,000 followers. And Jeez, that's kind of like <laughs> a huge hit because he used that for the retail side of his business and his personal brands all behind that. Yeah. And we're talking about taking that information and building it out into a separate Excel sheet or something like that mm. to send out drip campaign emails and follow up with people. So if that platform's ever taken away, we still can monetize what we built on that platform. Yeah, it's I like it. owning the masters to your tapes, you know? Like yeah. I, We looked at it and the way we have our... Um, our message sent out that goes to our guests, the way our locks work. Yeah. We need their email to set them up to be able to gain access to our units so we don't have to, you know, key exchange. Um, I'm like, yo, we're already getting their emails. Take their names, take their emails. We're going to build a self-booking site and, you know, do all this stuff and say the hell with Airbnb at some point and just do it ourselves. Yeah. Mm. And we already get repeat customers. Um, sometimes a repeat customer coming back, like they'll leave us a message basically like, this was the best Airbnb I stayed at. Like, I will be back. You know, yeah. great. That's awesome. You're gonna come back. Here's a small discount code, and then you can get an earlier late checkout, whatever Love you it. want. You know, or early check-in, late checkout. Yeah. Because we charge a fee for that. You know, okay. like that's one of our upsells that we do. But, you know, we want people to come back. And if you're a good guest, great. Like, we want you to keep coming back. Mm. I think we had the one dude. I think he stayed with us, I don't know, Three 10. Or four times within one week. Yeah, like in wow. one week. Like he's probably <laughs> stayed with us like 10 times total, total. Yeah. like in the last two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he, I think he's from New York or whatever, but he works in Philly. So okay. then he crashes there. You Got know, it. You know, Delilah's, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> he's, a, yeah. he's always there and yeah. he's a great guest. I, I think he has like 200 reviews on Airbnb. Like he's Hold always on, staying. So. Um, so, you know, that's something we do to try and capitalize on repeat customers. For sure. So it's interesting you said that about your account uh, and getting deleted off social media. Um, we're seeing some, you know, big wig get canceled or whatever is going on, and his big spiel now is building his email list because he's it's basically taking out the middleman. He's like, well, they can't take an email list from me. Mm-hmm. Um, social media can just go ahead and cancel your account whenever they decide it's appropriate. But the email list, so now that was like an old school thing, building an email list, and now it's like coming back because they're realizing. Wow, you really, we really don't have freedom of speech necessarily, and they yeah. can just yank this from us at, so, at any point. Do you remember? Um, I don't remember exactly when it was. I want to say it was about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Instagram crashed for like three days. Yeah, mm. right. So I have a decent amount of friends that you know got me into a position to you know kind of become more of like an influencer on Instagram. I hate saying that word; it's yeah. like cringe, but it's true. Yeah. And they're making you know thousands and thousands of dollars a day off Instagram. Yeah. And when that stuff crashed, I reached out to them and I was like, yo, how are you feeling? He's like, bro, don't talk to me. Like I'm locked huh. in my apartment. I'm not leaving. Like I'm stressed because that was their main source of income. And yeah. these dudes are living high lives where yeah. they got, you know, ten, twenty thousand $20,000 a month apartments. Yeah. So from, since then I've always had that in my mind. Like I can't rely just on this. Mm. And I started really digging deep, like as a retail real estate agent, like I have my, you know, my own CRM and things like that. I send out drip campaigns already. I have, you know, marketing for that. And that's my reason because you can't rely on social media anymore because at some day 
someone can rip that rug and yeah. I'm not going to be the guy standing there crying. We're going to yeah. be like, yo, we're good. Like, yeah. it, I ain't even worried. Absolutely. So I think it's inevitable. You have to have social media in today's day and age. If you want to build a personal brand, you want to build a business that relies on, you know, finding customers. Yeah. Cause if not, like you're wasting money, like yeah. where else can you reach thousands of people every day for free? Yeah, absolutely. So it's also statistically proven that people that utilize social media to market themselves and build their personal brand, they outsell their peers in the workplace. Wow. Like 80%, right? Yeah, it's like 80, 89%. Yeah. We looked at those range. statistics too, and it's pretty spot on for like just my retail business. Like I, you know, I went and looked, I, I'm a numbers guy when it comes to tracking my stuff. I like to know what, I, what I'm putting out to get in return. And I can tell the people that aren't using social media, their business is slacking by yeah. 80% in that area of referrals. Wow. So that's hmm. wild. That's a wild stat. Um, all right. So try to think about the last year, right? So go from that boat ride fishing trip and to where you are today. What is one thing you want to share? And we'll go down the line uh, from each of you. One thing you would share about starting or operating a small business or um, anything in entrepreneurship? Is there one thing you want to share to maybe the listener who's thinking, them and their buddies are sitting on a couch right now, like, yeah, this is what we want to do as well. So uh, for me, it's uh, figuring out the right partners if you're going to have a partnership. Um, it doesn't make sense to have two people on the same team that are proficient in the same tasks. Mm. So being able to have Josh and Ian, we all handle different aspects of the business, which allows us to scale further. Um, and another thing would be not being afraid to take that jump because mm. we're the type of guys that once our feet are in the water, we're going to figure it out, yeah. you know? So just putting ourselves in those uncomfortable situations to grow our business has made it more successful because once we start doing it, there's no looking back. Yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite thing to, uh, tell anybody looking to start is kind of going to tack off what Kyle was just ending there with. Um, don't overthink it. Yeah. Just just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the lessons you learn from actually doing are far greater than anything you can read, uh, get a course to, anything like that. So um, action is your best uh, teacher. Facts. I love it. I, I think one of the main things that I learned um, from being in a partnership, so I recently, or not recently, but I previously tried to start a business with two other people. Um, and unfortunately it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And the one reason it didn't work out because not for nothing, this is the exact same model, Yeah. but it worked this time. Mm. When you have partners and partners that aren't scared to tell you is you're going to show up every day because you're not going to try and disappoint somebody, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you're going through in your personal life. Mm. When you know I have people depending on me, I need to show up today mm. because over the last year, life happens. Yeah. You know, over the last month, life has happened. Yeah. You know, it, from getting a tax bill that I almost threw up when I seen to my Instagram getting deleted to, you know, things going wrong in our business, employees quitting, not showing up, you know, but I knew that my partners no matter what, are going to show up. Like, mm. we had an employee call out at, what, 5 o'clock in the morning when he was scheduled to be somewhere at 8 a.m., and now here I am jackhammering up these steps because that's my customer. My customer knew we had a time. I'm not going to say I'm too good for anything, and yeah. I know my partners aren't too good for anything either. Yeah. So what I learned is when you're looking at a partner, make sure they're willing to never 
agree with you when they actually think something else and make sure that your partners are going to put in the same effort, the same day to day that you do no matter what. Because when you're working with people that aren't on that same time, it's always going to turn into, yo, I'm doing more than you. You're Point doing more than so-and-so yeah. and now you're going to fight. Yeah. Like how many times you see big businesses when money gets involved and then they separate because mm. one guy feels like he's doing more than the other. There's a resentment. Yeah. Yeah. There's always going to be that. So what I learned is, you know, just make sure you're analyzing everything before you get too deep into it. Building off that real quick too is like when you're holding somebody accountable and being able to have a partner that's not going to get hot headed or their ego is not going to step in and they're going to accept your perspective yeah. and build off that and learn from it and understand your point of view. Because if you're holding somebody accountable and they're taking it the wrong way and they spin it and they get mad at you, it causes tension and it just it's not productive at all. So having people that can reflect on their themselves and their actions is major. Yeah, keeping your ego in check. I, I, I didn't mean to laugh when Kyle said that about being hot-headed because, you know, he won't say it, but he's talking about me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, oh, I'll say it. Yeah, like, I've always been the person that, like, I just had that switch where yeah. I'd get pissed off and I would snap, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And something else that comes with being with partners is if you have partners that are willing to help you grow, yeah. like, all of us are in the gym every day. Yeah. You know, when I, on that fishing trip, I think, Kyle, what were you, 130? 100? Yeah, I, I was, like, really unhealthy. Like, 130 pounds. Yeah. So I dropped 40 pounds and gave it to him and he put 40 pounds on. <laughs> so now we both walk it. around at 170, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, but Kyle's also helped me in a way where I, instead of me dealing with somebody, I would call Kyle and have them talk to Kyle because mm. Kyle is really good at talking to people. Yeah. Mm. But I also knew this isn't a forever thing. I'm not always going to pin this on him. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to develop myself and get better. So Kyle, me, Ian, we're all into, you know, reading books, self-development, things like that. Kyle handed me a book, um, how to win friends and influence people. I read it once and like skimmed it. Cause I was just like, whatever, bro. Yeah. The second time I read through it and I literally like took notes. I highlighted, I implemented. And now Kyle says it all the time. He's like, bro, I can't believe you just said that because like, that's what I was going to say. Or I was going to explode on that dude. Like, yeah, yeah. How are you <laughs> here? So, you know, something that just comes with that is, you know, self-development and learning how to talk to people and as we're growing in business, we know we're getting in different rooms where, you know, you can't carry yourself a certain way. You need to be even more like groomed and refined to make sure you're getting the things done that you want to get done without, you know, offending somebody. So it's funny because I had a conversation uh, back when I f first started my career in healthcare. I thought, you know, being a professional was showing up and uh, dressing the right way and then just knowing my job, right? And then realizing it's how you carry yourself at all times. And I tell myself, as soon as I hit the parking lot, it's it's not that it's a show, but it's almost you feel like I turn into somebody else, right? Very professional, blah, blah, blah. And you get feedback saying, oh, my God, you're always happy. You're always, your life's easy, right? And it's like, no, I just choose to wear it differently. I'm a professional. But anyway, that's sort of what you're describing. You're a professional. You're a professional at what you do. Yeah, you're going through things. Everyone here, I say this all the time, everyone here is going through something. It could be something wild, chaotic, and... It's up to us to decide that morning or whatever the hell uh, to wear it differently and choose to handle business right now and then go handle business when you get home or whatever. And the same thing is true when you go home. It's not your family's problem, right? And so I have to, you have to learn how to flip-flop. It's like my work problems are my work. Yes, it's going to mesh at some point, but it's not my four-year-old or my eight-year-old's issue, right? So why am I putting it – why am I walking in with all this anger you know, and putting that heavy stuff on them? So being a professional is the biggest thing. And then what uh, uh, Ian was saying about uh, just taking action – 
I heard some wild, uh, uh, I guess, metaphor. I don't know. Someone was just saying, just shoot. Like, shoot the shot. Just go. And they said, they were talking about being at a gun range. If you if you ever shot a firearm, you know, obviously your first shot's probably not going to be perfect or spot on. But they're saying that's the reason for the scope, to make those adjustments, right? And it's just that same way in life or anything that we do. He's like, how do you know if you have to make an adjustment or not if you didn't even shoot the ball, right, or shoot the shot? Um, but yeah, and then being around good company, the reason why the podcast, to to your point, uh, Josh, to be around for six years, you have to be around good company. This, I'm building, we're building something with uh, our brothers, but right here I can see the brotherhood uh, developing itself. So massive, you know, big tips on that. But I want to jump into personal development really quick because Gabe actually introduced me truly to personal development back in 2006. And been on a tear ever since just working on myself because I was actually a, a pessimist, believe it or not, and turned into an optimist um, or maybe somewhere in between there. But explain a little bit about do you guys read books? I know you mentioned uh, Napoleon Hill book, but do you guys read books or Dale Carnegie? Okay. Uh, do you guys read books um, regularly or watch videos? Anything motivating, inspiring? Can yes. I start on this? Yeah. So um, we all have done and still continue to do this anytime we ever feel lack in our life mm. uh, and it's a program by Andy Frisella um, called 75 hard so 75 hard is basically a program don't call it a challenge it's a program mm -hmm. where <laughs> you, have, you have two workouts a day one must be outdoors okay They're both 45 minute workouts you have to have time in between them so you can't go you know you can't walk to the gym and then work out and then walk home it you know no breaks none of that um, you have to drink a gallon of water a day. You have to uh, read 10 pages of a self-development book every day. Take a selfie, basically, to sh track progress. And you can't drink alcohol. And you need to do this for 75 days straight. If you miss a day, you start back at one. Hmm. It changed my life. Yeah. And from that, I think it's helped me build relationships with other people that seen me doing it and were like, yo, that's that's different yeah. like you're you're insane yeah um that's cool but oh and you got to follow the diet so like you know and it's not it's not a macro diet or anything yeah. like that like you need to follow a diet but you choose it like he doesn't tell you what to do you know sure. you choose it and uh kyle like ran with 75 hard and he had crazy transformation ian did it and i've put so many people onto it but it's it's that's what started the whole personal development thing of just being better. So actually on the fishing trip, um, Josh was doing 75 hard at the time. And I was actually really hung over from the night before. I didn't really have a good time. Yeah. And I had to self-reflect during that time. Like I didn't show up that day the way that I wanted to be around somebody I hadn't seen in a long time. And I decided to jump into the program. And it really like something that hit home was imposter syndrome. Mm. So my brain was telling me like this isn't who I am. And it was right. That's not who I was in that moment. But showing up and being consistent on those things every day, that turned me into who I wanted to be. You know, so don't, uh, if I can give anybody advice, like do things that make you uncomfortable to elevate your position and don't listen to your own mind telling you like, oh, that, that's not me or get nervous about it or overthink it. Just keep doing it. And it, that'll allow you to get into rooms with like-minded people that'll help raise the bar even higher, yeah. you know? Cause like it, the conversations that I'm having these days are a lot different than before I did the program because I'm talking to people that are working out every day, that are eating healthy, that are reading. Like we pass books around between each other, you know? Like 
uh, my friends that I see that I haven't seen in a while, I'm handing them a book. You yeah. know, it's like it's just a different conversation. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I know we're gonna go off on a, a little tangent here um, <laughs> from your question, but going back to the imposter syndrome, that's something that I still struggle with right now. Yeah. And these guys are constantly trying to get me out of it and and helping me get out of it. Yeah. Um, but if there's any advice that I can give to people starting off is what exactly what Kyle said, man, like you just got to be confident with yourself, know where you're going, not where you are now and kind of develop that, that uh, self-confidence and whatnot. I love it. So Ian, to that point, you also gave advice about just taking action. If for that person who's hesitant or overthinking, maybe anxious about so what, what advice would you have for them specifically? Uh, regarding what, what do you mean? So they want to start a business, right? Mm -hmm. Or they want to start their little Airbnb thing, um, but they're overanalyzed. They're laying in bed, staring at the ceiling of all the things that could probably go wrong. And they're probably right on some of the things that can go wrong, For right? Sure. Uh, which is because it's a reality. Because sometimes when we set goals, we, we set them that if everything goes perfect, we're going to hit this, right? But that's not how life works. Um, so if someone's overthinking and scared to even take action or the first step, like how did you come out of your comfort zone to still fight all those thoughts, the imposter syndrome, whatever, and still take action. So what you just said actually is that that first step. Yeah. Focus only on that first step. Yeah. Obviously you want to have the whole, the goal, the whole picture in your mind and everything, but sure. that can get overwhelming. Yeah. So focus on, you know, figuring out what that first thing you have to do is Yeah. and just crush that. Yeah. Absolutely mm. kill it a hundred percent. Go all in. Then once you get there, okay, what do I have to do next? Yeah. And just kind of take it step by step, baby step by baby step. Yeah. Going back to what you said about like overanalyzing things and thinking about like, oh, all these things can go wrong and a lot of them will go wrong. Yeah. But what if everything goes right? Yeah. Mm. You know, like what yeah. about that outcome at the end of the day when like you do hit those goals and you achieve what you set out to? Yeah, there's going to be struggles along the way. But the end result, after you get through them, one, you're going to be a stronger person and a better developed human being, but you're also going to have more confidence in yourself and carry that with you through to everything else. And I'm big on how you do one thing, you do everything. Yes. So as Ian was saying, starting with that first task, once you start with that, focus on that, crush that, move to the next one, and then create, like it, now we set goals, like six months goals, year goals two-year goals and then we build out actions that we need to do to accomplish those goals you know so start big and then micro yes. i think uh, the sorry um the compound effect if you've never read that best book to describe this Love took it. my bar <laughs> <laughs> absolutely phenomenal book so but what i was gonna say um i'm sure you guys have heard this but in case somebody hasn't um a goal not written down is just an idea mm -hmm. a goal written down is a pl is you know attainable and then a goal with action items behind it is the plan to finish that goal and it's crazy kyle said we make lists right so we have uh two weekly calls since kyle's in maryland we usually do them on zoom which sucks but we you know we get it done because things happen at the speed that you move so when we hold each other accountable twice a week mm -hmm. there's no lack for somebody to slack for seven days they only get two love it um, but then when we get on these calls, you know, we outline things that need to get done and then we make these lists. We made a list two, three weeks ago that it was honestly, I think one of the first lists that we made that in my head, I was like, that's a lot and it's not yeah. getting done. Like in my head, yeah, I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I self-doubted myself. I'm so like, there's no way we're doing yeah. that. <laughs> Kyle texts me the one night, it's like 1030. He's like, you look at our goal list. I was like, nah, why? 
He's like, check your phone. I checked my phone. We finished everything on the list in three weeks. Wow. From That's phenomenal. We doubled some of this stuff. Like we had a, a goal like we needed to buy a work van by the end of the year. We bought a van and a truck that week. Um, That's awesome. You know, we, we needed <laughs> to get awesome. another property under contract. We did that like a day later. You know, we wanted to add two more Airbnbs. Somehow that ended up happening. Just <laughs> fruition. Like I'm a big like manifesting guy. And Absolutely. I think... I think if you think about something hard enough, you will develop that or you will find that, you know, it's like, it's the red Range Rover syndrome. If you're, if you're thinking yeah. about a red Range Rover, you're going to see 50 that day, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's just whatever you put out there that goes both ways though, you know, yeah. it's going to go both positive and negative. So if you're a pessimist at yeah. some point and you're always thinking negative, your life's going to go to, sh Absolutely. you know, but if you're a positive person, you're going to create positive outcomes and you're going to make people around you be more positive because they see you always being positive, see you talking about the things you want to do, and then they see them happening. Mm -hmm. So it's just like you're putting the proof in front of them and then they're like, you know what? Maybe I can lose those 50 pounds. Yeah. It's just Absolutely. showing up. Yeah. And, and also building off what Josh said about creating the list, once you put that out in the world, if you're anything like me, once I say it, I need to do it. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. we told one of our employees, like, all right, we're going to get a work van, and he blew it off, like, all right, this might happen. Yeah. And it, once we bought the work van a week later, he was like, wow, you guys actually stand on what you say. Hmm. And it, he Love appreciated that. and respected us more just because we said it, and then we did it. Yeah. You know, so I, I say what you mean and mean what you say. So stay on that, right? Um, account holding yourselves accountable, um, but having the 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 appropriate. Uh, we always talk about having the support system, right? And I always say it's like, like my wife believes in me because of that same reason. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it, right? So having the support system, people always like, oh, you know, my friends and family they don't support me, they don't, and then I always, you know, bounce back to them or refer back to them how are you accountable to your own goals? And if they're seeing it, maybe they would support you a little bit more because you're, there's action behind your words. Can you guys look, speak on uh, your support system to your family members, girlfriends, wives, whatever, they back you all? Yeah, so I just wanna, I have a, like a, a little story for this one because it has developed, um, it took me five years wow. for it to develop. Um, but I'm gonna just talk on one person in, in this scenario, but I'll tell you just quick tidbit, my fiance, now my fiance, didn't believe that I was gonna do the stuff I was telling her I was gonna do because yeah. she came from a, a place. She's right over in Levittown, you know, her family's, you know, typical Levittown family, dad works, mom stays home, whatever. You know, they don't vacation that often, et cetera, et cetera. They just, but they're happy, you yeah. know? Um, but that's what she saw as attainable. She met me, I was living a different life. I wasn't somebody I was proud of. I wasn't someone my family was proud of. I was honestly somebody that my family didn't even want my nieces and nephews around. Mm. I told her, I'm going to do this real estate thing. I failed out of school for real estate. So she's seen that and she's like, yeah, whatever, dude. I was like, you know what? I'm going back. I, the one thing I did accomplish in that time frame was I bought my first house because I set my mind to it. And I was like, yo, six months, I'm buying a house. Like I told myself I'd buy a house by the time I was 21. I did that. So now she got a little belief Yeah. because she's like, you're standing on what you're telling me. I said, all right, in a year, I'm going to buy another house and I'm going to get my real estate license before that. She's like, yeah, all right, whatever. I got my real estate license. I bought a house on the exact same day that I closed on my first house a year later. Wow. Hmm. So now she believes in me. For she, sure. She's convicted that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do everything I said. For sure. But my family's looking at me like, 
you're crazy. What do you mean you're going to quit your job and do real estate? You're making, you know, 70 grand a year, like yada, 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 you know, stay comfortable, stay where you're at. You know, you can retire in 45 years. Don't be an idiot. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this shit. Yeah. So I started planting the seeds, started planting the seeds. And I'm really working at it. And then I had like nine, 10 months of just struggle in real estate. And my aunt's like, you know, maybe, maybe you just stay at your job. Like, yeah. just, just go back. I was like, nah, I'm gonna do this, you know? I went out and bought a Mercedes, right? And my thing with the Mercedes was, I can't pull up to these houses in my pickup truck or in this loud Mustang that I drove and people yeah. take me seriously. Right, like, right, I, right. I'm gonna go and buy this car, it's gonna help me. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Fast forward, five years later, my aunt just got her real estate license, got rid of her clunker car and went and got a Range Rover. And all because she asked me at the beginning of this year, I had a massive beginning of the year. She said to me, she said, what'd you make this year so far? I told her, she was like, it was like Wolf of Wall Street. She was like, show me a paycheck, you know? Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, look, like I traveled for an entire year, basically once a month, I was in a different country, whatever, all 2020. Yeah. Like I, you know, redid my entire house. Like she's seen, she's like, all right, dude, you can do this. I can too. Yeah. So it's just putting in the work consistently but remember everybody is going to doubt you until you do it yeah there's yeah, yeah, no in yeah. between it's not it's not oh maybe he can't no it's you need to do it and then these people are going to come back and be like you know what you're right good yeah. job congratulations yeah. i always believed in you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? it's it's hard to like as far as the support system goes like in the beginning you're going to struggle like the work-life balance is going to be off there's really no balance when you're fully dedicated and like a high percentages of small businesses fail in the first two years so you got to be willing to put in what others aren't to be able to get that result so the, the struggle with getting people to one see your vision and two realize that you might that person might not be your top priority at the moment sure um is really hard you know but once they see the proof in the process, then they start coming around more. So, I don't know, just believing in yourself. Yeah, I, I, don't, got, I don't got too much to add to that. I mean, I think they absolutely crushed that. Uh, just having that support system is definitely very beneficial. Um, yeah. I have a, a great support system that I'm not going to knock. So, and they, they crushed that. And even if you don't have a support system, that's not an excuse not to do it. Go out and do it, and Absolutely. you'll develop a support system around you of like-minded people that are on the same trajectory as you. So just get yourself in the room with the right people, and you'll develop what you need. I love it. All right, so let's talk about who influences you um, or who influenced you uh, maybe in the past to – um, you know, get things rolling, or maybe even when you were a kid, maybe a teenager or something, you saw something on TV, you're like, damn, one day I want to be like that, and just left it, did your thing, and then came back to it. Like, I remember that. Um, one, of, one, of, one, of my, uh, one of the guys I always looked up to just because he was just, he was like what they call a serial entrepreneur. I'm sure you guys heard that term before. It's Rob Deerdeck. And Rob Deerdeck, the dude's like all over the place. You're like, and I remember, you know, maybe his time's kind of like a little fading, but he's still in touch with a million other things. Um, from you know skateboarding all the way to being a mogul, really. Um, was there anyone that you guys looked up to or uh, saw that was like, dang, I want to definitely be like that? Yeah. So um, my my like, I don't know if I would directly call him a mentor, but he was the person that influenced me the most. Um, it's actually my ex girlfriend's older brother. Yeah. Um, 
was a real estate agent. Then he became a investor. Then he became a developer. Wow. Then he bought a concrete company because he saw how much he was spending on concrete for mm. his developments. Then he bought a construction company and built that out because he's seen how much it was costing him to build his houses. Then he, you know, before Fishtown was Fishtown, he was building new construction in Fishtown. Dude had hundreds and hundreds of doors inside of Fishtown. Then he moved to Miami and was like, just living my dream life, condo, on the water, yacht, you know, everything you can think of. And I, I would go down to Miami frequently and see him. And I would always say, I'm like, yo, just put me on. Like, what yeah. do I got to do? And the, he said to me, he said, every time you save up 10 grand, go buy a house mm. and then come talk to me. And then when you do that, we'll have a conversation. I just got my first real conversation out of him like six months ago. Because wow. he's seen I, I did it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And me and him became tight, you yeah. know? Even though my, me and my ex aren't together anymore, I still talk to him frequently. But that dude built the business that I always dreamed of. Yeah. And I saw it firsthand, so I knew it's obtainable. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, you know, and now we're, we're really just doing the same thing. Like we're, you know, we got our own construction company. We're building that in-house. I'm, I'm just kind of following the footsteps I watched him do. Um, you know, putting our spin on it. And so I just had somebody that I seen doing it. I knew it was possible. And he was like 40 years old, retired, like living the life. I think he worked like, I, I remember I was down there. So you want to go work, work with me today? I was like, yeah, sure. We went and looked at like two houses, got lunch, picked out rims for his NSX and then went home. I was like, so what time do we, are we going to go to, to work? It's hysterical. And he was like, no, like we're done for the day. Done. I was like, oh, all right. I love that. <laughs> you want to go on the boat? <laughs> like, That's awesome. Somebody that's definitely influenced me was uh, Jay uh, from Jay Steak and Hoagie Joint over yeah. in Parkland. Yeah. Um, so I started working for him when I was like 16, and um, I was making cheesesteaks, whatever, doing the counter, stuff like that. And I started like overlooking like his inventory list and seeing like the spreads on things. And it really just piqued my interest on our right, buy product, sell it for more, or buy multiple products, make it into one product, and sell it for even greater. You know, and it just, it really started piquing my interest on business systems and how businesses are ran. And that's really what drives me now. Yeah. Like Josh said it the, the other day, I'm not the most passionate about real estate. Yeah. You know, I do like real estate. I think it's a great vehicle to have money in. But what drives me in our business is the behind the scenes of actually structuring the business. Yeah. The standards of operations, like stuff like that. That's what gets me going. So Jay definitely bridge that gap between me not seeing the behind the scenes of business to seeing it and then just trying to figure out my own path in it. I love it. That's awesome. Um, I think someone that the, the biggest influence, the biggest guy that influenced me was my old boss. Yeah. I used to do landscaping for like five, six years. Yeah. Um, and this, this dude would show up for 30 minutes in the morning. All right, guys, do this, this, this. He's gone for the rest of the day. Yeah. You call him on a, a lunch break or something. Oh, I need some help. He's just waking up, took a nap, went to the gym or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, he, he gets to live this life of just going to sleep and telling us what to do. That's what I want to do, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and the cool thing was he was like uh, another father figure to me. So he, yeah. would, he would teach me a lot. He would, he would give me those little gems. We're driving to a job site if you had to pick me up. Um, and he would just really show me that it's possible to have a life that you want even in, in Levittown. Yeah, <laughs> like you can absolutely. have that that extravagant life. I love it. So that's why you sleep so much? <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so so if you could once again recollect on the past year um and everything that you all have been through, 
thus far, what has been the most, I guess, your favorite moment or most memorable moment to date? Honestly, um, I wouldn't say it's a favorable moment or like a favorite, but just when we wake up in the morning and it's like a storm of issues yeah. and two hours later we have all the problems solved, yeah. just that feeling of like reward behind, yeah. yeah, behind being able to um, mitigate whatever issues and, and make a pivot into a different direction to solve those issues. Um, I think that that's the most rewarding part of what we're doing. Yeah, solving problems, man. There's, it's always something new every day. Yeah. You know, so you, you learn something new every day with um, everything that you solve. And I just, I think that's uh, great. So I, uh, my, I don't know if it was just like a, a click or whatever, but yesterday we had a, we hosted a ride along where people paid to come and spend the day with us. Um, and we basically showed them our short-term rental properties, the entire process of that. We took them to our flips that we we're doing from our first project that we were working on that you know, showed them everything that went wrong. We showed them a, a second project where we basically you know, knocked the whole back off the building, building new construction, and then we just showed them one of our finished products. Um, they rode around with us in like a Sprinter van all day, all decked out, you know, whatever, we went out to lunch. And then when everybody left, um, we were all in the back of the Sprinter van, we were about to go get drinks or whatever. And it was just like, you know, we're really doing this. Yeah. You know, like when you're living it, it doesn't feel like anything. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. So when they get into, you know, building a business or whatever, they're like, I don't feel, like, you know, I'm not feeling anything. Yeah. Like I'm not getting traction because you're inside of it. You know, it's the people around you that are like, yo, you guys did X, Y, and Z. Like, how did you do that plus that, plus that, plus that this year? Yeah. You know? And it's it was just that feeling. I don't know. I sat back yesterday when we were in there, and I was like, this is crazy. You know? Yeah. Like, I see where this is going. I see where it's already at. And I'm just proud of yeah. what we built. Proud of, like, my partners for, you know, sticking with it. Because there's a lot of times when we're like, dude, this sucks. But then... Other times you're like, damn, like this is this is crazy, you know. Yeah. So yesterday definitely clicked for me. It was cool, you know. People wanted to be around us that much that they were willing to, you know, pay just to spend the day with us and learn what we're doing. Um, that means, you know, people on the outside see, you know, potential in what we're doing, and it, it's cool, you know. So I think that was it. Just really realizing how far we came. That's awesome. So uh, we're in Q4, but if if you could look towards next year and goal setting and things you want to accomplish, what is maybe one big thing you want to accomplish in 2023? I'll be doing like five unit apartment buildings at a time. Um, really getting into the weeds of like real projects like that. Like not that the duplexes we're doing right now and the single families aren't real projects, Yeah. but I definitely see us doing a lot bigger things and I want to do that before the end of next year. Nice. Yeah, I think that was uh, that's one of all of our goals is to get to the higher end, you know, even ten unit, twenty unit, like yeah, get to that that point in in time. I love it. Yeah, I think uh, one of my main goals for next year um, is definitely to break ground and build new construction. Um, I know we're talking about you know five ten units. I, we might be you know buying five ten unit projects and doing value add opportunities. So that's something that is a big goal for me and I want to do that but I also you know I want to get into the, the full-on development side of things where we're just you know buying dirt because they don't make it anymore you yeah, know so we're sure. gonna do that and build as much as we can if I can 
I don't I don't necessarily want to start with a single family house new construction like that's cool whatever but you know the average person can do that if they put their mind to it I want to build you know 40 unit apartment building yeah yeah and it's something I actually would back on it recently in the beginning of this year we sat down with each other and wrote down goals and things that we wanted for this year and one of them for me was maintaining this partnership and maintaining good communication with these guys because I think that a lot of things fail because of communication. Absolutely. So I, I definitely want to maintain that going into next year and into 2024 as well. Just keeping the open communication lines and the relationship here going. Because this is the foundation for everything that we're doing. So we need to make sure we're all moving on the same page and at the same understanding. So what do you guys do for... We're going to switch gears here a little bit. What do you guys do um, to... Uh, manage your work-life balance. I know in the beginning of most projects or businesses, it's chaotic, right? It's hectic. There's a lot going on. Um, but you, uh, Josh, said that you're you're engaged. So the guys obviously have personal lives. So how do you balance it all with all the craziness? Uh, my fiance fully supports what I do. I do, and um, she understands that there's no such thing as work-life balance. So yeah. you know, I might. I might be on the phone some nights at, you know, 1230 or falling asleep at my desk. Yeah. You know, that shit happens. But I try and make it a priority that, you know, since she's a hustler, too, she's an entrepreneur. Um, she doesn't work during the week. She really only works like Friday and Saturday. Okay. Makes more money than me, which is crazy. Um, but <laughs> like we're available during during the early times. So me and her will hit the gym together. Go Got grab it. breakfast. You know, nice. I, I get that ability. But she understands that we might be getting breakfast if it's from like nine to six or nine to five and we have stuff going on. I'm answering my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, after that, if it's like, you know, I try and give her, you know, once, twice a week where like from like eight to nine, we just watch a Netflix show or whatever. Sure. But she understands it and she values it and understands that, you know, I always will make the time. If she's like, you know, we're going to my mom's, everybody's going to be there. You have to be there. I never miss that. Yeah, you yeah, know, for sure. I want to go see my nephew. I'm coming. Yeah, you know, yeah. I might be on the phone, but I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. And she respects that. So yeah. she understands that I try and be as present as possible. Love it. I think that's huge. You got to let them know. For sure. This is what I do. This is my most important thing, but it's for us. Because in you know, 10, 15 years, if I can remove myself from the business and we have acquisitions, all these things, like we're gonna be 35, 40 years old, living a life that other people never got the, sh the chance to do. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, so something that uh, uh, my fiance and I do is we, we'll sit down for dinner at the table, just us, like, yeah. We try and do that like three, four times a week. That's awesome. Um, and we're also planning like every other month, just a weekend getaway. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant or sure. far. Just like go do something. Like um, all, the weekend of the 11th, we're going up to Boston, stuff nice. like that. Just making time for each other that way. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of do something similar. Um, we pick at least one day a week where we can just fully spend time together obviously you know i'll have a phone call here and there but yeah. for a majority of the time spend time with my family my son all that um and typically like we'll have it on a set day it's like usually every sunday but yeah. if i have something to do on a sunday okay what day are you not working this week we'll do it this day yeah so that's kind of how that works well, shout when out to you because today's sunday <laughs> yeah when do i get one day a week <laughs> Wait, that's why you don't answer your phone on Sunday? <laughs> that's yeah. that's crazy. Did we just learn something about This is what I get when I try to get time. Oh, that's wild. Um, all right, so is there any topics that you wanted to hit that we did not hit? I got nothing, man. Or any maybe last parting words and then share how folks can reach out to you all? 
believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself nobody else is going to believe in you yeah i got uh kind of just like a little quote i heard the other day um i'm definitely gonna butcher it because i don't remember exactly how it went but for anybody getting into you know business the game whatever you're trying to do understand that you know right now you might see failures but they're small they don't really hurt that bad but when you're a high level individual moving at a high level, your failures are going to hurt and they're going to hurt bad because you're not used to failing at that level. But just remember that you're moving at a different level than you were and that's why it's like this. You're gonna get through it, just persevere. And you know, if you believe that consistency is everything, just keep showing up and when you feel like quitting, just don't quit for one more day. I love that. You only lose if you quit. Yeah. All right, so every L you take is just a stepping stone to get to success. And something we try and do when we do take losses, because we do take losses, is not make that same mistake twice. Yes. Learn from your mistakes and overcome them. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Oh, and then how can folks reach out to you if they... Well, you can't reach Josh on Instagram. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we're, we're this guy's building his email list, so what's the email they should... Yeah. Um, find me on MailChimp. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I do have Instagram back. You can find me at Josh Sold the House. It actually has an underscore after it now. It's not a fake page. That's me. Come uh, follow along and let's get back to uh, where I was. Yeah, I'm just Kyle Curry on Instagram, stuff like that. So. Uh, Dixon did the deal on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Facebook too, Ian Dixon. Also, if, uh, if you want to check out any of the RLM gear, anything we have, we also have a website. It's called the RLMcompany.com. That's the letters RLMcompany.com. There's an Airbnb book on there and stuff as well. If you're interested in getting into Airbnb, uh, we'll put up a promo code for you guys. Uh, blessed lifestyle. Love it. Nice. Excellent. All right. So there you have it. We like to wrap things up with quotes. And the first one is by Cora Harris. The bravest thing you can do when you're not brave is to profess courage and act accordingly. Second one by the great Conrad Hilton. Success seems to be connected with action. Successful people keep moving. They make mistakes, but they don't quit. Chase your dreams. In this episode, we have special guests Kyle Curry, Josh Farley, Ian Dixon, and Rex Zecca. We cover topics that range from entrepreneurship, marketing, personal development, Airbnb, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Cora Harris and Conrad Hilton. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed.